0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Redmen Radio, the Liverpool podcast from the Redman TV. I am Paul Mate and I'm joined by Chris Pajak.
2: Hello. <laughs> Hi.
1: Um, the kickoff question comes from Winner at Loser underscore underscore seventy, Chris. If your beard will definitely cheat on you with a current LFC player, which one will hurt less? Van Dijk. Okay, that's the correct answer. <laughs> okay, shout. I was trying to, <laughs> so I was trying to work out the reasoning behind stuff, and and maybe Van Dijk isn't the right answer. Forget if, if you if, if you if you let me expand on this is, do you go with someone who's just an incredible specimen and know that you're never gonna match up to them again for that's the rest exactly of your what life, I've done. or? Go for someone who you know you're just miles you're probably miles better than, but you have to live with the fact that someone you know that you're miles better than got to be where
2: you go. I'm thinking more that she'll be in pain as well. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done?
0: What have you done there? Um
1: can you so you could would you ever be able to look your wife in the eyes again, having known that the, the, the you know, Virgil, that she just well, she'd never, never look the same, same again, but she, she'd never time, feel the same again. Every time she looked at you, she'd just be like measuring you up to Virgil van Dijk. Could you live with that?
2: At least I know she had a good time. Okay, sad. Yeah, because I, I was
1: thinking about like, I mean, like, like, if you just went with like a Moreno or Jaden like, I'm just going, all right, Sal, I'm sure you are have, I'm sure you'll have the boss time, but etc. <laughs> etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the Virgil Monday is a pretty decent shelf because the of- only
2: the only other way I looked at it was like maybe someone like a Mo, and and that's more from a fact of like, I know it wouldn't be Moe's fault, so I could still love him. She just hasn't told him that she's married. I think right. if Mo was to go with her. Okay. Whereas there's players in that squad who maybe would do it anyway, and I don't think Mo would, so I could still <laughs> love Mo after the fact. I wouldn't love her, but I'd still love Mo. <laughs> okay, brilliant.
1: Listeners and viewers, let us know how you would respond to such a question. Um, and what your... What show me If you're watching this on YouTube... Show me your working out in the comments I don't just want to see your answer I don't just want to have people to put Salah, I want to see your reasoning behind it as well Because uh, that's, as we've seen, clearly seen Where the real fun lies in this question Anyway, let's get to some news and brief Before we stuck, uh, tuck into Napoli And a bit on Man City as well Stephen Gerrard has been talking about this team, Chris, and he thinks that the only weakness this team has is experience, uh, which uh, follows up with a question that Richard Van Davies asked us on Twitter, is do, do we still have any re- weakness left in this team? Is there anywhere we could still improve? The, I think the experience thing has been at Liverpool's fault for uh, ever, pretty much. I'm not
2: sure. I, it depends what he's talking about, because... You can take experience, just I meaning important games and all that type of stuff. But I think really, of I would,
1: the, sorry, in regards to winning the title in in this regard,
2: then I think the only thing missing is the experience of winning the title. Yeah, they're all experienced players, aren't they? They've all gone to World Cups. They've all gone to a Champions League final, give or take a few of them. So they're they're experienced players, but they're not experienced winners. Yeah, and that's right now the only thing that's missing. Hopefully, it won't be next season. Mm. Um, but. It's going to be difficult. You can't... It's very difficult to assemble a squad in the manner in which Liverpool have yeah. um, by buying league winners from other clubs. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not many people who are in a position to be able to do that. Well, yeah, it, funnily enough, the, the league winners that end up up for sale end up at heaven
1: or they end up at you know West Ham's. You know, a lot of about But you know, it's like the Phil Neville's and the um, Johnny Evans etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, this world, they've got league winners' medals, and they actually, you know, added things to those teams. But if you're good enough to play for a title-winning side, you either stay at that title-winning side or you go to, unfortunately, Real Madrid, Barcelona, etc., etc. But I think this is it, isn't it? And this is where we haven't seen how Chelsea performed at the weekend it's made me more less firm in my like absolutely steadfast as i think that the liverpool are going to win the league this this season because you look at man city and you look at chelsea and they've got phenomenal quality but they've also been here before they've done it before and not just like not like we've got james miller hmm. you know you're probably talking eight well in man city same almost their entire starting 11 chelsea you're probably talking eight of their starting 11 maybe more have won the Premier League before so yeah it's
2: It's not something that you exclusively need though is it I mean was Huth the only person in that Leicester side that Mm. had won the league prior to them winning the league you know sometimes it it depends what drives a group and drives individuals doesn't it I think I think to the NFL and I look at the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl for the first time last year Hardly any winners in there. Hardly any people that have gone and done it before. Is that is it
1: different with NFL though? Because you you're basically starting from you're almost starting from scratch, aren't you year on year on No,
2: year. I don't think it's too different. You, you know, there are there's probably more rotation than there is in a Premier League squad, but ultimately there's also 53 guys in one of their squads. So, and you've got the the hangover of they've never won a Super Bowl before in that in in Philadelphia, yeah, which for yeah. a massive market is something that we'd be saying exactly the same as before. You know, the years count. The years add up, and it makes it more and more difficult each time. So, sport uh, on every level, there are people who do that. Roger Federer won a Grand Slam for the first time. Until then, he hadn't had the experience, but he goes on to be the best one that's ever lived. Yeah. And so, of course, uh, you know it's give and take, and it's uh, an uh, excuse
1: until it's not a not a reason anymore, isn't it? I guess. Like, and and but it, it's it's telling that it's getting to into Richard's question on that, we got asked a couple of questions along these lines as well. This is the one I, I, I opted to go with. And looking ahead to like January, it's the first season in time. It's time of memoriam, and this might change by an injuries and what have you. But I'm not looking. I'm not even asked about the January transfer window. I'm not thinking about it in any way, shape, or form because I don't think there's anything pressing that we need to do in terms of in terms of business. There might be a case made. You can make a case for things. There's only one thing I think that this the only weakness this team has still, and it's not really a weakness, but it's, it's something that Man City have that we don't. And I think it's one more player for the front three. It's one, it's that. that. And I'd said it all summer in terms of my ideal transfer business. It's that 18, 19, 20-year-old. And you just look at what Sane and Bernardo Silva have become for Man City. Got blooded in. Sane took to it a bit quicker than, 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 than Silva did maybe. But now, a season on they're reaping the benefits of Bernardo Silva who's lucky, been probably one of their best players of the season we haven't quite got that lad yet maybe it'll be Brewster but yeah know.
2: yeah. that's an interesting point I, I would actually think more the midfield's the area for me if I had to pick one I think if I pick two I'm certainly picking a, a player like that as yeah. well I think you know, we've proven last season that those three lads are really durable at the top end of the pitch, and you don't want to risk that. You don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, hope that that's always going to be the case. But for me, I look at the midfield three, and maybe this will change if Fabinho starts to play games yeah. and, and Naby Kaita starts to start games again. But right now, I'm looking at it and going, there's so much running in that middle three that I would almost be like to be able to change the three for Napoli and then change the three again for, for City at the weekend. And I've felt like that the last two games where I've not really felt like we need to change the front three yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd probably preference an attacking midfielder because Kaita will be this player and can be this player, but we're still missing the Ox. I think we're missing the ox more than most people are actually thinking about it. Yeah,
1: no, I think it's an it is a very interesting point. I guess you're right. Is that the glaring thing from our transfer business was simply not replacing the the Nabil Fakir targets until we see more of Shaqiri in there. But then again, much like the Oxide Chamberlain thing was last season, we all presumed Chamberlain was going to be a backup for the front three, and he makes himself a space in Liverpool's midfield. But then we didn't have anyone. To cover the, the, the front three if he's then playing in that game. So yeah, no interesting point. Um Allison apparently cried about leaving Rome. Um there's some interesting
2: comments on this, but I, I didn't. I was dead happy leaving Rome last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy happy and intact. Um It was great, good I- times. we had the Champions League final to look forward to. We mm. just we just somehow got a result in. I, I was really, really happy to leave. Yeah, I um, his I love. I love haven't him. been stabbed either. No,
1: which was always a bonus. Like, um, Alison's interview, he talks about this stuff that you can see. You get a measure of this guy. You know, this guy. You know, the, the monster of the man that plays guitar. Um, I love this expression. He says, "With my mind, I decided to go to Liverpool, but my heart was still full of tears." Can you Im- imagine if like an English footballer said that? What would your response be?
2: Ah, your heart's full of tears, is it? Oh, your little heart full of tears. Whereas I'm like,
1: feeling it, Alison
2: He's a modern man, is Argle. <laughs> he you know what I mean. He might be, he might be the best man, the best of. What the would men. he be now? A, a Homo sapien, 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 or something? What are we up to nowadays? It, it's hard to keep count. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well if he was like the X-Men he's
1: homo superior he's probably close to getting towards that I'd give him that one um, he's a fake he's basically a mutant but in the best possible way um, but anyway what was interesting as well Chris is that he said um, I, actually I did like this as well so many times I went for a walk around the city the Trevi Fountain in the dark it's so beautiful it moves you but my favourite place is the Coliseum there you breathe history um We've got some history in Liverpool, I mean, I'm sure the Albert Dock will, will be fine for them. Yeah, and the old Birkenhead Tunnel.
2: Yeah. I you mean, could, it's, uh, you the breathe, bendy you, one. Yeah, you, 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 I wouldn't say you breathe breathing history more car fumes. <laughs> Carbon monoxide. <laughs> mmm, <laughs> breathing, breathing yeah. un- leaded petrol. Oh,
1: there yeah. you go. Yeah.
2: Whatever happened to catalytic converters?
1: Well, they just didn't need them anymore, did they? Because That's, That's cool. Yeah. Good I mean, times. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like the smell of them whatever happened to four star petrol that's what I oh happened, yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah um, we, we got a fifth European cup and then yeah. they just went well we're not selling this in Liverpool yeah, forget this, not still enough. sell it everywhere else it's not good enough
1: um, he did say though when, when the deal the clubs agreed to deal Jürgen Klopp gave me some calls on FaceTime and explained his project and what we would do together I've admired him since his days at Dortmund I like being coached by him because he does not talk uh, talk a lot but he always knows what to say and how to do it he's an intelligent man with great character I love the fact that this is just an, another. Chapter in the long story of Jurgen Klopp convincing players. I like the fact that technology has improved, and it's just basically given Klopp an even greater reach, greater power. It's like when uh, like a uh, supervillain takes over the airwaves to to, to manipulate the the population. Jurgen Klopp can basically is not too far removed from that. That'll be an app one day, and he'll have his pick of every player on the planet.
2: That's Bosch. Hmm. that's quality i can imagine him utilizing that whatsapp group with his dortmund side on like the anniversary or just facetime all of them at once on whatsapp or something and yeah. just have a little chat see what they're up to and that. absolutely he's, um, a pretty, he's a pretty good guy is our
1: bosch take that will be the first band to play
2: at anfield under the new they've missed a agreements. trick there do a lipper yeah they've missed a trick yeah. big time yeah um Gary the third, Barlow. The first be, comment on that was the best, wasn't it, from Scousham? Was that the first comment? The, the first comment, was, uh, as I saw it, anyway. Yeah, uh, I'll try and get it up now. Like it was an absolute belter. Let's see. In a in a nutshell, though. <sighs> <laughs> in a nutshell, I'd rather uh. cheese grape me flaps than see that Tory sun loving tax dodging gimp and his mates Soz. <laughs> I think.
1: Nailed that one, didn't I you? think
2: because this is an ongoing thing, and we know it's only like a temporary,
1: uh, a temporary agreement they've got in place to allow like live events at Anfield. I can't help but feel that Joe Anderson's probably a massive take that fan, isn't it? Oh yeah, he must be. Ah, oh. big, big, big Mayor Joe, old Bisto tits himself is like. <laughs> you Ooh. can't give him fucking Allardyce's title. Oh no, that's the. That, that's that, Allardyce's that, title. I'm pretty sure they got it off 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 Big Joe. The um. But yeah, he, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, Uh, Aaron Aaron Ramsey's been linked with us again. Ethan at Officially Cold. Uh, What do you think about Aaron Ramsey possibly joining Liverpool?
2: I wouldn't be too bothered. He's a player that I've always liked, you know what I mean? He's a good footballer and... He's one of those where you can imagine after fanbase liking it and after fanbase screaming at Twitter and, and just going mental about it, but ultimately comes in, he starts to do well on the Jurgen Klopp because he's given a new lease of life, life and you go, wow, that's a great signer.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree. He's one of those players that um, he's, he's dead good. And if you, you think about him at, at those peak seasons he had, and he, obviously he's had loads of injury problems, which is a familiar tale at Arsenal, but he, he was a double figures goals from mm. midfield and we do still lack that in our midfield very much and I, we keep going on about this, like James Milner is not eternal, and I'm not saying Aaron Ramsey could be at, at a, exactly a James Milner replacement or whatever, but still got years on his side, he hasn't quite hit the peak of his powers, if his if his mentality hasn't been ruined by too many years at Arsenal, because we did fear that with Oxlade-Chamberlain, we probably got him just about young enough to have a, a real positive impact on him yeah, I think it would be and this talk. I think his contracts up at the end of the season as well. Like so, I wouldn't mind us making it. You know, if we made a move for him in January and got him on the cheap, ten, fifteen, exactly. Or, something like or if that. you wait till the summer, you could do You could do a lot worse. Um, Rabiot's, uh
2: rejected a third contract offer at PSG as well. Mm. Someone we're rumored to be interested. In. So actually, funny I haven't just realized this, but we're rumored to be in for two midfielders again, which tells you all you sort of need to know, doesn't it, about what maybe Jurgen Klopp's plans yeah. are? Yeah, always, always in motion, aren't we? Um You never really get the value on the strikers in the January window or anything anyway do you if you were to look for someone like that it's it's not very often you, I mean Suarez was one of them wasn't he but other than that, I can't think of too many.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've had, we've had a decent record of picking up forwards in, in January over the years, but it's more. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're not going to the where we're at right now is you're not buying someone for the first for the first team in that front three, and you don't need to. So you can afford to take your time and get it get it right. Make sure make sure unequivocally that the lads you've got at the club are not it mm. to the best of your ability, and then go and look. Go and look elsewhere And of course,
2: Brewster, as you mentioned before, will yeah. probably be back in Trainham by then.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we we talked a bit about Session. He's not exactly you know, he's not set the Premier League like just yet, but he's a, he's still a young lad, still finding his feet at the, at this level. It's kind of tear made a bit when you see the likes of Jaden Sancho tearing it up in in the Bundesliga and you think it, it, it there's probably still be someone out there who fits that. Who fits that kind of profile? Um, More on transfers and more on Liverpool news on the Reds News Roundup show this week with Mister Steve Hall, whose cup I am currently drinking tea out of. Uh, It says it says best daddy in the world. So just to clarify, it is a better fit with me than it is with him. Um, But anyway, uh, moving on. (laughs) I'm sorry, he's a perfectly fine guy. Eight years since we last played them away, Chris. Mm. Um, the team, the pitch has been doing the rounds on social media, uh, at least of all our Instagram. Um, Rainer, Kelly, Karas, Koncheski. Yeah. Spearing, Shelby, and Jovanovic. Babble and go. <sighs>
2: I'm not sure it was the best side we've ever put out. Um, no. You know what? No, you are sure. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> just to be clear. I'm freaking, certain 100% terrible, certain that's not it? the best even. did you see Cara's face in that picture that's been doing the I rounds did. I put that out on Twitter his face is incredible my word my word he does not look happy and nor would
1: I be to be fair like it's kind of like those situations where someone you don't really like but like a, like there's a fr- maybe someone you've known from school or whatever and you never really liked but there's no real reason for you to be a prick to them because you're not a prick and they're like oh and the dead makes you with you and you're just like he just bristling, you see Jovanovic has got his arm around Carragher kind of like he's the boss. Like he's like he's doing this like sort of he's not quite crowd standing. He's got this swooped eagle style thing going on and Carragher's kind of just you can just see him, like bristling going this is just shit. This is just shit Where's and, Stevie? It, and it was. Did you see what the bench was out of no, interest? No, I didn't. <laughs> the bench was as follows. Brad Jones, Fabio Aurelio, Sotiris Kiriakos, Danny Wilson. Joe Cole, Maxi Rodriguez, and Nathan Eccleston. Wow,
2: mm. one decent player on that bench. Mm. Maxi Rodriguez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not Aurelio. In the se- this was the second coming of Aurelio, of course. No, it, it's the Aurelio that Konchesky was keeping out of the team. Call, <laughs> <tells> you all <laughs> you need to know about so the second coming of, of Fabio Aurelio. Really, yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, we drew nil. We, game we, we were doing
2: we were doing Redman at this point, weren't we? Yeah. And because um, I remember slating Kancheski around this time, and then he walked into a uh, into a Chinese restaurant restaurant that I was frequenting, um, and I shit myself in case he'd see me going absolutely <laughs> mental. out of am like, which like less of an issue back in the day, would yeah, I he wasn't one of the 312 people that watched the video so
1: <laughs> Oh, great days! Um, it is a proof. Of it. If there's any, ever a lesson to be learned about life, is that when we started doing this, and look at us now, we're doing, we're doing okay. Red Men's doing. Okay, it's a much bigger enterprise than it once was. Yeah, we, we had to do this on, in the Roy Hodgson days. Never forget that. Never forget that. Um, it's still, it's still a highly recommended video was us deciding the future of Roy Hodgson by a game of Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, yeah, that was boss. I did enjoy that. Um, They were fun times. They were very fun times. Um, Loads more just titting about. It was great. It, yeah. I mean, we do it, but in very different ways this time. Normally, when we talk about which... <laughs> Players most likely to sexually hurt your wife. Um, this game, Chris, is going to give us a clear indication, I think, of how the, how the group's going to pan
2: out as much as... as much Well, as it think. will. It's the second game of the group, it? <laughs> more so than it
1: simply being the second game of the group, it's the fact that you learn more about Napoli away than I think you do for, for PSG at home, because given how the group's panned out... Already, if you take three points from this, that's that's, that, that's the back of this group
3: broken, I think.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I think, you, you know, if you win against Napoli, then you're going into that double header against Red Star, aren't you? And mm-hmm. you're in a really strong position and, you know, you, you're hoping for first in the group rather than second. And I think Liverpool have got a great chance of first in the group, first and foremost. But also, it's a, still a good time to be playing Napoli away. I'd rather be playing them away from home now. Yeah. Than instead of the home leg yeah. because when they've had a, a few more games under Ancelotti he's got his system across a little bit more yeah, and stuff absolutely. like that so it's not too far to, tra- to travel either all told would I swap a home leg for an away leg with City on the horizon probably would swap it mm-hmm. but you, you've got to you got to play what you've been dealt. Oh yeah. And at yeah. this point, I think it's a good, it's a good draw.
1: That's it. It it, it. it it does make it in the in the face of things in the short term more difficult. But it's like anything, grouping this stuff together. You, unfortunately, you just don't get to choose the fixture list, do you? And we've got up, but we've got ourselves in a situation here where, with the international break looming, you could have, you could, you could go into the international break, three points clear at the top of the Premier League and at least three points clear at the top of your Champions League group. Mm potentially more if PSG don't obviously don't do the business against Red Star themselves and when you then then we won't we'll be able to judge this spell of this first chunk of the season which I think is a is a much healthier way to judge it than you know we kind of we had that three games or whatever didn't we before three or four games before the first international break this is a good solid chunk of the season that we've just put under our belt and if we can get to that sad and that's why you know you're then looking at it down the line and saying well yeah as you say You've got those Red Star games, they won't be easy, but they are on paper the, 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 the easiest of the games, that's why that's how, that's how yeah, seedings work.
2: You look at it as well, and you look at um, Paris Saint-Germain, and you look at what they do in their league, I don't expect Paris Saint-Germain to drop points against Red Star. Ooh. I expect them to snot them because they're used to snotting teams that are worse than them. Yeah. And that's maybe something you couldn't say about Liverpool over the last five to ten years. In fact, yeah. you definitely couldn't say about Liverpool over the last five to ten years. Um, I expect them to wipe the, wipe the floor with Napoli as well, to be honest with you. Yeah. Although I think the away leg will be more difficult. Um, I would bank on Paris getting maximum points from every other game apart from the Liverpool fixtures. Yeah. And I would try and better that score.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. And look, I, we kind of said this on the build-up show, um, which will be on is on the YouTube channel, I guess either now or, or shortly. The Season doesn't end on you know Saturday night, Sunday, or whatever. It's not nothing done and dusted. Nothing is decided, but all because so so we shouldn't be too downhearted or disappointed if things aren't going quite our way. But equally, we you know we shouldn't be getting the you know, getting the names engraved on the trophies or whatever just yet because there's so much so much stuff to go. Oh, but shit, all that is a phone call to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But there is <laughs> Me
1: engraver. But there is so <laughs> my personal engraver. Um but there is so much encouragement to take from it. And that's what we're playing for. We're playing for the for the right to Sit proudly in a in a positive position in the competitions that we're in, and it means that, as I say, you've got you've broke you you've got Napoli away out the way, which is one of the two hardest games of the group. We've already said it's realistically the hardest group game because you could we could be qualified by the time we get to to PSG away, so that's why it's important in that regard. And Man City has its own importance because you know that you don't go and bank on any points at the Etihad. Mm-hmm. Not saying you bank on three points at Anfield, but you've got your best chance of causing your nearest rivals the most damage in in that game. So very, very exciting stuff, nevertheless. Um, Do you think for this Napoli game that the friendly will have any bearing on
2: this in any way, shape or form? Yes and no. So I'm going to see.
0: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: It's on the fence a little bit. I think from a player's mentality perspective, absolutely, you're taking stuff away. Now, you can't take anything for granted, Mm -hmm. but you know that you've come up against those players before. Maybe not in quite the same formation, Mm -hmm because um, obviously they play four three three, 3 3 then they're expected to play four four two. but I'd be in there we were miles better than them and we'll prove it again yeah. and that's how I'm taking it in mentally um, other than that n- no because you've got to recognise that they are a different side now you know that was Ancelotti's probably fourth or fifth game in charge with that group of players yeah. and if it's anything like a Liverpool pre-season it might have been the first time that those players have played together yeah. as well so it, it you, you can look back at it and you can remember it, and you can remember those individual matchups that you had. So, Salah coming up against a left back is still Salah coming up against a left back in one on one situations. You remember what you've done to him that game, yeah. and then you you, you you build from there in those individual matchups. But you've got to recognise that as a team, you've got to play it slightly differently. Yeah,
1: I think there's, I mean, it, it as all these things, it can work both ways. I mean, it's telling I think it's about eighth of that team started, or at least figured heavily in that pre-season game, started the game against Juventus for them at, uh, at the weekend and all, I mean obviously they've changed the keeper they've got Ospina now uh, in from Arsenal, but the likes of Koulibaly Hamsik um, Insigne were all involved in that game and it's, are they looking to prove a point or moreover it, it, it means they're not an unknown quantity I guess to our to our lads, which is a, which is an encouraging thing I I like a lot of their players I would very much like them to be
2: mentally broken before we got there that would make things loads
3: yeah it would be listen
2: they'll be hurting from the fact that they went a goal up against Juventus Mm -hmm. they'll be hurting from the fact that they lost control of that game they'll be hurting from the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo ripped them a new one Mm -hmm. Um, and I would expect Liverpool to try and really sort of focus on that right hand side of the fence the, the the area where Cristiano Ronaldo worked so well which is why I think Mane is going to be heavily involved in this game we've seen in Champions League games he seems to be the one certainly towards the back end of the campaign last year he was getting into those great positions yes. I expect that that's going to happen again midweek against Napoli. Yeah,
1: I, I'm, I'm, uh, the encouraging thing was there's the goal that it's the, I, I think Mandzukic scores two does he at the weekend? Yeah. The the one where Ronaldo crosses it in for him from the left hand side. That I mean Mandzukic. How a beast.
2: Do, how do they not mark the guy who's clearly the well, header of the ball? This there. is
1: this is the point and this is the encouraging thing because I would be looking at. Uh, Mandzukic's in that situation. Think well, they've got Kulabali at the back, and he's a he's a monster as well, and it should be sad. But it's Manzukic doesn't score that goal because he's six foot five. No. He scores it just from movement, and let's be honest, he's slow as fuck. And the anyway. two centre
2: backs go with the other forward, and you're thinking, what yeah. are you doing? But the the key area for me is is what the Barlow is managing to do to to the likes of Hamsick and stuff. You know, picking Hamsick's pockets, and it's not something because it's a it's a, it's a place that he doesn't normally play in. Um, you know that midfielder role almost a quarterback role he's not used to being pressured by centre forwards he's always been a little bit more advanced throughout the rest Mm -hmm. of his career so he's still not quite sure how much time he's got on the ball and I see that as an area that Bobby Firmino can really exploit and I know that you know they were playing more of a diamond with the baller and the ten and the two forwards and whatever but with the way that Firmino drops we're essentially going to be replicating that quite yeah. often. And, and that will be a, a battleground that I'll be really keen to see how it plays out. Yeah, exciting stuff. Um, We're going to crack on. We're going to talk a little bit ahead of Man
1: City. We don't want to get too far ahead ourselves, of course, but we're going to be answering some of your questions as well, which is a beast. Um, But I need to draw your attention to a, a wonderful thing that's on the man.tv.com. Uh, recorded last Thursday with uh, freelance journalist Andy Kelly is the
2: newsroom podcast. Harry Wilson lighting lighting Old Trafford up really was a tremendous performance by Harry. Uh, what do you think the future holds for Harry Wilson?
3: I think it's really difficult because, you know, I, I've been excited by Harry Wilson for a number of years, and when I started following the twenty threes um, and indeed eighteen 18s when he was playing you know youth, uh, youth cup stuff, you know his his ability from set pieces was was outstanding, and I don't know, wish I had a pound for every time I'd written that wand of a left foot in, in the echo, talking about Harry Wilson from, from, you know, I remember an absolutely incredible free kick he scored in the last few minutes against Everton over at uh, over at Chester uh, one night, and you just knew he was going to put it in, and um, he has that ability Um He's, he's had a real up-and-down career so far, Harry, because obviously got capped ridiculously, young by Wales, youngest ever, just to keep him out of the clutches of England, really. And uh, and then had some real problems with injuries, basically missed a year, had a bad loan spell at Crewe, uh, and then obviously he had, he had a superb loan last year, and he's doing the same. For, for derby yeah
1: absolutely belty you can get that on the redmen tv.com and you can get all of the videos that we do obviously we're, we're, we're best known for being the red men tv but you know the the podcast thing of thing has been given a massive push in the last 12 months you can access uh all the exclusive content in video form and in podcast form as well so if you want to get it into your podcast app you want to take us on the move with you you can do that save your bandwidth download it on your wi-fi Take it walkies, have it on the train or, you know, you know what a commute is. (laughs) One of the ways in which you commute. Car, for example. Nice. Bicycle. Yep. Hand glider. Bus. Bus. There you go, better one. Um, yeah, get involved. It is free for the first month, so literally you can go involved. You can get involved. Try it all out. Try the back catalogue. We do an extended version of this podcast as well. The subscriber Q&A follows directly on from us taking loads more of your questions from our exclusive Facebook subscribers group uh, and from the Twitter as well. So, yeah, you can you can get involved with that. Get it. It's it's just good. It's really good. And if you want more, do it. Do it right now. Chris, Manchester City. It, it's very hard not to look. Uh, to the to game of the weekend and I've been I'm mean, i upselling it it's two big fixes in a week and it is I love the European Cup I do I really really do you kind of said it uh, at the back end of the build up show I, I didn't I think it was a bit black and white in how you stated but for me I wouldn't say it's as, it's as black and white as I don't care about one but I care about the other but I the league title is so important to me and it's such a just I just can't just if don't drop points against Man City. You know what I mean? It's such a big opportunity there for us. We're not gonna get a better opportunity this season handed to us to open a gap up on Man City than Manchester City at home.
2: And that's that's it, isn't it? And you know, for me personally, I, I believe that the league is what we should be focusing on this mm. season. I, I've already said over the last few months that I believe Liverpool are better equipped to win a European Cup than the Premier League, and that's just the style of football that both we play and Manchester City play. If I had to pick one, but between between winning the Premier League and winning the European Cup this season it, it's a no-brainer for me mm-hmm. and that actually influences how I think about these fixtures yeah. I think you can go and probably change your team around a little bit and still get away with Napoli with a draw and it's still being a very good result and um, the one that I'm not changing my team at all for is Manchester City yeah. because that's the one that's so important. That's the one we can go three points ahead of them in the title challenge. That's the one where we saw Manchester City last year with the biggest points winners that have ever ever happened that's ever happened in the Premier League. To dethrone the best side the Premier League has ever seen, mm-hmm. you need to be almost faultless. Yeah. And that comes down to those individual battles, exactly what you're saying there. And let's see mentally whether they're up for a fight or mentally whether they got something from just being loads of points ahead of everybody last season. How do they feel like, or what do they feel like? How do they react when they're three points behind? Can they go and play their natural game? When they've got tough fixtures upcoming, are they going to be as as good as they've been in the fixtures that they've just had previously? I want to put pressure on Manchester City. I would sacrifice the Napoli game if you told me I'm guaranteeing you three points at the weekend
1: you look at how their their, their league title was constructed last season and it's not to to delegate what they did because you know league titles are not decided on a game but they absolutely smashed us off the park after uh, Mane got sent off at at the Etihad last season in the league and that gave them a springboard and in that regard it cut the legs off us a little bit at, at the time I don't think it will be as night and day as that this time around because as we saw with the Chelsea game I think there's you know the really good teams in this league are very, very close to the, the to a very, very similar level. So I think this game will be closer than it's probably ever than it's ever been. But there is an opportunity there, as you say. Mentally, they walked out of the Etihad ten feet tall, looking at a team that was supposed to be one of their rivals, who they'd utterly demolished, and they didn't care for extenuating circumstances that we we took from that game around the red card. There's an opportunity for us to do a very similar thing, as you say. It, they, they won't they won't feel if we beat them. Man City won't feel as though that's it. It's all done and dusted. It's all wrapped up. Of course they won't, but it starts to it starts to change the story too. And we've said this in the past. Liverpool are the league leaders, and everyone else is going to have to match what we're doing. And it makes and all of a sudden, Man City having put all that effort in, having won, you know, scored, scored loads more goals than us this season already. Same defensive record, pretty much. You start to think. What's the point of us going that extra mile? What is the point of us winning that game seven nil and pushing harder when it's not get it doesn't get us any closer to where we to where we want to be? So no, I think it's I think it's vitally important um, in that regard. The difference is with these games, and why I'm, you're right in terms of it could be an option for us to preface uh, the, the Premier League. Man City don't have to. Yeah, they probably should. They should probably preference the European Cup because. You know, having lost the first game in Lyon doesn't mean their group is over, but it makes their group slightly more, slightly more of a test than it than it would have been. But they can, they've got the options that they've got. They can, I mean, let's talk about De Bruyne being back for the game, which is a big thing, of course. But they can bring a Riyad Mahrez in there into any of those games and not see a significant drop off in their front three. And as much as we talked about this again on the build up, Sturridge and Shaqiri are starting to prove themselves very useful assets off the bench I still wouldn't, you know, if Man City turned up at Anfield and they've rested Sterling and they've put Mares in well, they just put a 20-goal-a-season forward. Yeah, uh, into
2: look, the, uh, the Mares to Shakiri thing tells you all, all you need to know about where these squads were in the summer. Oh. You know, we signed the lad who's been relegated with Stoke for £30 million, and they signed the lad who's a, who's a Premier League winner for about £40 million quid as their backup options. Yeah. So we're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. We're getting there, we're moving in the right direction. You know, we spent about one hundred and forty-eight mil net or something last summer, but previously, and in Klopp's over the last three years, we're still only at about 20 30 million net, whereas they're at like 400 150 million net or yeah. something like that so of course they're going to have a better squad than us but do they have a better team at, at the weekend Well, maybe not that's what they're the questions that need answering
1: yeah that's the thing isn't it and that but that's the that's the the thinking around this is that we do have to we will have to think about the two games slightly more than maybe they will have to but equally you know as we see as we saw last week if you take your eyes off the prize for this for a single second you can be punished and that's a, a note of real encouragement because as much as people are looking at Man City and they're looking at the league they've lost a the game this season Liverpool haven't lost haven't lost a game oh, sorry we've both lost one we've both lost a cup game I should say we I'd I say there's there's frailties in both sides so neither side which I think is more encouraging sorry from our perspective looking at them because there's meant to be frailties in Liverpool's side. Yeah. We finished. We scraped. We scraped into fourth again. Yes, we got to the European Cup, but as you say, this is a team that's like indestructible and masses of riches and squad depth. Galore and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, a even though
2: even the fact that you know at the at the start of the season, the fact that Liverpool were very very close to being favourites for the title tells you everything you need to know about the job that Jurgen Klopp's yeah. doing. Because when a team like Manchester City has walked the league in the fashion that they have, they should be miles better odds, uh, worse odds than everybody else. So they should be massive favourites to win the mm-hmm. Premier League, and they weren't because people recognise the job that Jurgen Klopp's doing.
1: Well, that's it. You just look at of Man United at the moment. There's the team that sec- finished second in the league and. And we, a lot of people, we finished that season and a lot of people, neutrals as it were, looked at Liverpool and went, it's too big a jump there. You know, and even a lot of fans as well. And it might yet prove to be a bit of a jump, but it's telling that that, that how much we're going in the right direction is is, uh, easier to identify because you can look at... How badly it's going at Man United to some extent. There's a team that were the, the closest to to Man City in terms of points or whatever last season, and they've fallen off a cliff. The fact that we've been able to pick up it, in that regard, I think it shows how how good it is. Everything that we're we're constructing at the moment. Um, we've got some questions. It's one of them pertains to the Man City game so we'll kick it off with this one uh, Kevin De Bruyne is back in training uh, and would probably play against us this weekend thoughts on that
2: I'd be shocked if he played against us this weekend really? yeah I would I think he's just not had any football yet yeah. to throw him into this game listen he's one of the best players in the league You know, maybe even the best player in the yeah. league um, I'm sure Pep would have no qualms but it's the fitness thing and you know you need to be and Pep knows his players need to be 100% on it. I can't imagine that Klopp would rush a player back, even if it was Mo Salah at this point, mm-hmm. uh, into this fixture. You you would probably... I mean, the fact that Sturridge played against PSG yeah. will tell you that you're not rushing players back, yeah. are you? Because it's a long season. Um, they'll need the Bruiner at points throughout this season. If he was to come back, maybe have a poor game, start on the wrong foot... It doesn't really help Manchester City, and they've also got the get out clause if he doesn't play. This mm. isn't our best side. Yeah. Wait until you get Kevin De Bruyne back, then yeah. we'll start steamrolling teams, and that's something you can do to g the lads up as well.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think that's the smart thing. I I have this real sneaking suspicion because you, there's, there's talk already, like he always, you know, he's fit about his fitness and blah blah blah. I wouldn't be shocked to see him start in, in, in that game. That's got all the hallmarks, all because of all the rumblings coming out that he won't. Even though he is back in training, you know, we've seen that level of misdirection. It's Alex Ferguson that's was true. king for that kind of stuff in, in, in the past. At least on the bench, I imagine he'd be there. If he starts, though, because I, I didn't realise this. Get but, at him. Yeah, exactly. I think it was Pedro from Toffee TV was saying, like, he's not been for surgery. They've basically just given him rested. So, like, it's not like they've gone and corrected the problem because that would have taken longer. And if that's the case. They're worried. You just wanna, They're worried well, you're then. Just going
2: to, you're just going. You're just going. Him everywhere, you yeah. Know. You do, but doesn't that tell you that Pep Guardiola's worried about Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool mm. because they have got a squad that's good enough to win the Premier League with or without Kevin De Bruyne? Last season, without Kevin De Bruyne, they'd have walked the league exactly the same. But Liverpool have made such a jump and such an improvements, and Chelsea are on everyone's coattails as well. And they've made such a jump that Pep's thinking. Maybe we can't have him out for six months this time around. Yeah. Maybe you know what? Maybe we need to rush Kevin De Bruyne back, and we'll see when we've got a full summer. We'll put him into surgery then, and he'll be back for next season. That's like I'm rubbing my hands together mm. if I'm Jurgen Klopp thinking they're scared of us this yeah. year. They weren't last year. As with anything,
1: I'd rather be playing. I'd rather be playing Kevin De Bruyne who's just who hasn't played football in six weeks than playing a Kevin De Bruyne who is 100% fully fit. So if he's going to be involved. You know, At any point during the season, he's going to be back to his absolute world-class best. If you're getting him at even, a, even fractional percentages off his top game, then that's an advantage as far yeah. as I'm concerned. So, yeah, definitely. Um, Devang Savla on Twitter says, Which player do you want to see retiring at Liverpool from the current squad? Wait, on three. One, two, three. Milner. Virgil van Dijk. Ooh,
2: Virgil! Yeah. Go ahead. Why not? You know, I mean, Milner, you're getting three years out of him. I think we're getting that anyway. Okay. Um, I'm getting ten out of Virgil.
1: (laughs) Yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, that's a really good shout. Um, Graham Askew, Cod or Haddock? Well, strap in, boys and girls. If it's fish and chips, it's Haddock, okay? Why? it's slightly flakier slightly drier doesn't mess your batter up quite as much and it's a little bit sweeter okay although if you're serving it with something like a broad bean and pancetta salad with like you know grilled lettuce or something like iceberg something like that maybe some quail's eggs then I'd much prefer some cod genuine if only the Chelsea fans could see this now genuine yeah absolutely brilliant you just sprinkle a few quail's eggs on there. Not yeah? sprinkling quail's eggs. I just oh, fucking no. No yeah. oh,
1: fucking no. Go ahead. What about some caviar for dipping? Nah, I'm not into caviar. I have no idea. Uh, Robert Hallard, uh, a current Premier League eleven, versus a retired Premier League eleven. Who wins? Um, we've constructed our.
2: Two separate Two approaches. separate
1: teams Yeah, go on Well, I went with your approach in the end I was going to do it at Liverpool But we've gone with Premier League Let me know Go on, back to front Let me hear your retired Premier League 11
2: Schmeichel Yeah, natural. Gary Neville Yeah Rio Ferdinand Ooh Tony Adams yeah. What are you doing? Rio, you've changed him I've Rio in, yeah. Okay um, Ashley Cole Mm-hmm Well Mate, he's in the MLS, he's retired. <laughs> Claude Makélélé, <Machalele, laughs> Sad. Paul Scholes. Yeah. Steven Gerrard. Yeah. This is a 4-3-3. I was going to say, what, 4-3-3. And then, controversially, I've not got Giggsy in this side. I've put on Rhea me my left forward. Okay. Shearer as the centre forward. Mm-hmm. And Steve McManaman on the right-hand side in the end I went with. Interesting. So I went with a, a 3-4-3.
1: Okay, formation, back, uh, goalkeeper Schmeichel obviously, back three is Rio Ferdinand, Yapstam Stam and Sammy Hippier, interesting, mm.
2: I'd have had Terry in there if he was retired, like, if by he the was way. retired <laughs> yeah, um,
1: a midfield four of McManam and Vieira Gerrard, oh, Giggs, yes. I forgot all about that. Mm. and then just off the, my front two of Shearer Henry is Eric Cantona.
2: Oh, mate, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's okay.
1: nice. What was your current Premier League eleven?
2: De Gea. There's 4-3-3 again. 4-3-3 again, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Walker. Okay. Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. Alderweireld. Yeah. Robo. Ooh, I went almost exactly
1: the same as that. I went uh, Azpilicueta, Alderweireld, Van Dijk, Robbo.
2: Kante, De Bruyne, Silva.
1: Yep, same. Salah, Aguero, Hazard. No <gasps> No Kane. Okay. Oh, I went Salah Kane hazard. I think the retired 11 absolutely absolutely dicks the, the current 11. But this is the problem with these questions is like Silva's the only player in those who's close to being retired and therefore, you know, close you can judge the full body of his work. So to speak, I have no doubt that Kante will be considered you know again when he's done having won the league title with two different clubs, etc., etcetera. Et probably three by the time he's done um, he will be mentioned in the same breath as Vieira's and Gerrard's and Keane's and Macalelis, etc Kane's same but all at the minute until all these are done and you can go you can rack up the trophies and stack them side by side yeah it's a it's, uh not possible and um, right we're going to be answering more questions over on the subscriber q a which include uh, this is a real good one from charles frost this is one of our website subscribers uh you've just created your own team in the premier league as you have no players the fa have generously allowed you to take a starting 11 using players from every team in the league under the following conditions you can pick a maximum of two players per team players cannot be a part of the current team starting 11. where do you think your team can realistically finish Bells of a question. Um, what's our favourite type of pies? Which way you put cups in the in the cupboards Because yeah, these um, are the important questions. Not about Brexit b- this week. Nothing about Brexit. More about
2: like which way you put in your cups in the cupboard. Uh, yeah,
1: um, whether Liverpool are going are are will hamper the development of youth players moving forward, which is ah, actually really interesting. Really interesting topic. And uh, what we would do if aliens took over Anfield? Um, if that's not enough to get you over to the RedmenTV.com, I don't know what is. Um, if you're into the sort of mad stuff, this will be the eleventh one of these subscriber Q and A's, and we have often wonder, we have often issue with obviously a lot of the content you know goes weekend. This week is out. evergreen. This is evergreen shit. These are the questions that really matter. These are the burning questions, um, and so burning that I want to get stuck into it right now. So thanks very much for listening and for watching. Um, if you can give this podcast a rating, do it. To the maximum of five stars. That would be tremendous. Um, thoughts and comments, tweet us, anything you want to discuss us at the redmen TV, and of course, go and sign up to the redmentv.com.
3: Walk on.